0: Hey guys, before we jump into the podcast, I just wanted to take a moment to thank you guys, every single one of you so much for listening to the podcast. We recently crossed 1,000 total listens on the Cooler Conversations podcast, um, so thank you. That means a whole lot to me. It may seem like small potatoes to the rest of you, but it means buccos to me, so thank you so much. If you want to help along the podcast a little bit more, be sure to rate us on Apple, uh, Spotify, wherever else, share it with somebody else that you, you know, think may be interested. Obviously we talk about different conversations and different topics, so I'm sure it'll be perfect for somebody else. So thank you guys again for so much. And I hope you guys enjoy the rest of this episode. Welcome to Cooler Conversations. I'm your host, Tyler Smiley. Today is another Friday episode. So by Friday, that means we do a lot of off-the-wall topics with people that I find super fascinating. Today, I am joined by professional soccer player and what I would deem on the active path of enlightenment. This is David Ortiz. What's up, David? What's up, man? Thanks for being on the pod, man. I'm finally getting you on. I appreciate you having me on, dude. Yeah, I've never so- really been
1: on, like another podcast other
0: than my own so how how does that been so i know you you're kind of partially my uh motivation because i remember hearing through the grapevine that you had your podcast so like what what started you on that
1: well i always um i never thought i would actually start my own podcast until i started listening to joe rogan's while i was at work i always listened to him put on my headphones while i was driving and uh and a lot of his podcasts, he would always say, to, you know, start your own podcast to his viewers and to the people who he would invite. And so I was in that, in my head, I was like, you know what? Let me start my own. Let's see where this takes off if, and let's do it for fun, you know? And so, you know, I started I started recording on my phone and there's times where I'm driving and I'm just like thinking in my mind and i'm just like you know what let me let me get my phone out record and you know just talk my mind out and so the the first few episodes are just me literally in my car driving down the road talking to my phone and then i was like all right let me take it up another level let me buy some mics let me buy um a little setup i got that uh um, situated and then i started inviting people over i was a bit nervous at first because i didn't know what to expect but then i started slowly you know uh it started growing on me and I started getting into it a little bit more, but right now I'm currently on a pause right now because of, um, because I'm out of ideas.
0: Yeah. No, I totally feel you. Um, I personally haven't made the jump yet to obviously, you know, we're talking on our phones. I haven't made the jump yet of buying equipment. I don't know if it's out of, Fear of like overcommitting, but the other thing is like you know we're during this whole COVID thing. I don't want to have anybody over, and then that's the last thing I need is someone coughing on my mics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Make so me. as far as like, well, first of all, for anyone that's wondering, uh, your your podcast name is David.0, right? David. Dot zero, right? David. O. Dot O. Okay. Where did that name come from?
1: Honestly. I remember seeing this TV show. Remember Tosh.0? Yeah.
0: I I was like, that's got to be it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I was like, you know what? Let me try this. David.
0: So do you, I'm thinking I I might change in the future, but I don't know. Okay. Do you, what was, what was your overall, because I know you said you're out of ideas. What was your, what was your initial vision? Was it like just motivational kind of on like the Gary V side of things or just hearing stories from people?
1: More like I was leaning towards motivation and, like, about my story and, like, what I'm going through. And then I decided, you know, let's do some interviews, let's do people who are also going through the same thing, or if not similar things like I am. And then right now I'm thinking about doing it again, but just solo, just me talking to the mic again, you know, giving my input out there if people want to hear it or not. It's all right.
0: Yeah, I completely, I completely understand. Um, where? Well, I guess you, you're talking about your kind of not to jump away from the podcast. We'll circle back. Um, talking about your story, um, professional soccer player. I know you went overseas. I know I remember hearing that podcast of yours. Um, what, first of all, kind of getting at the roots, where. Where did it all start? Were you just like doing community soccer like the rest of us? And you're like, you know what? This is my peak of uh, interest.
1: Um, It started out when I was about six or seven years old. And I was always copying my sister a lot, I guess, because she was like my role model as a kid. And so she started playing softball and I was starting to get into baseball just a little bit. And then she transitioned into soccer. And that's when I transitioned into soccer. And then they bought me my first pair of cleats, which were Pumas. Mm-hmm. And then they took me out to go play with their friends, you know, pick up games. I had fun. And then I really wanted to play, you know, in an actual team. And so then I kept asking my mom to sign me up in a rec team. So I get signed up. We play our first, uh, my first team, my first game. And then I really enjoyed it. And then in that season, we won our championship. So first time actually playing on a team, we, I won the championship. Well wow. team and then um, fast forward a couple of years I'm playing rec and then middle school hits and I joined the middle school team and what really stood out with me with middle school is that it's a lot more competitive than rec and I like the conditioning part of it because our coach he wasn't an actual soccer coach but he was a rugby coach and so he knew how to condition people and with me I started getting a little chunky because I kept eating hot Cheetos, the big party size bags, all by myself. And so that kept um, affecting me. But it got to the realization is that if I could push myself through all that and still be able to go, that I'm just like, yes, this is it for me. And then I never knew that I wanted to go professional until the junior year of my high school. Okay. Um, I, I joined in freshman year. And I I make the varsity team by default because there's only a varsity team. We don't have a junior varsity. And so I joined the varsity team. It was only like four freshmen that made it. And I play – I'm benched uh, all through uh, freshman year. Sophomore year, we get a new coach. Uh, They changed my position. Then I played through all my sophomore year, all my junior year, and all my senior year. But it wasn't until junior year of my high school career that when I was like yes. Or at the end is where I was like, yes, I really want to go professional with this.
0: Okay. So definitely like a long path. Um, uh, My background is typically swimming. Like I, I never like swam other than outside of high school, but I've coached for kids and it's funny seeing like the motivational drive. And what one thing I find interesting is unlike some of the kids I've coached, especially when you're like prepping yourself through a sport is you didn't what seems is you didn't run into any fatigue where you were like, played soccer so much, you were like, you know, this is bullshit. I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, I mean, there were times where I was just like, it's a little too much. I guess I was overdoing it, or training it. But, I mean, after I pushed myself away from it, it always found, found a way to come back to me. And it's just been doing that all this time. Mm-hmm.
0: So what team did you end up getting on? what do you mean but on the professional side i know you went overseas for a little bit
1: oh uh, i played profe- well to get things clear right now i'm not really professional i'm not really getting paid. no i know um uh i did play for this team in spain um called cd moncada mm-hmm. so it was a i was there just to get training in, get the experience in and it was a really good experience actually it's um the soccer over there in Spain, it's a lot different than it is in the U.S. Yeah. It's more upbeat. It's fast paced. It's uh, the culture. There's it's just is very different. Very, very amazing mm-hmm. to me. And so that was a good experience for me. It was hard. Nonetheless, uh, there's days where I was just like, I don't fit in. There's days I was just like, I suck. And literally, it was like the whole time I was over there. It was it was grinding after grinding. And you know days where I just didn't feel like I fit in days where I just felt like uh, this might not be it mm-hmm. and then but it's like it's like this it teaches you something that it's not going to be easy, but it's it is gonna be worth it at the
0: end, yeah, for sure I guess i want I wanted to expound it because I know normal people will take the the word professional" and it comes out as like, are you making a living on it?" But the opposite of that would be amateur. And you're not doing this for pure fun. You're looking at this as a lifestyle. So I guess that would be my definition of professionalism because it's you're basing your whole livelihood and, and uh, outlook on the sports. That does come across to me as a professional. So I, I, I just wanted to clarify. <laughs> that yeah. <laughs>
1: I don't want people quoting me. You're like, why are you lying to people saying that you're professional? I was like, uh, I I don't remember ever saying that. But yeah, I just had to make sure.
0: No, yeah, you're you're completely fine. Um, so I know there was one podcast you had where you talked about um the nightmare of it. Um, so I I guess some along the lines of like food stipends, like they wouldn't feed you guys enough, and you guys are just running amok. Like, what what was that like?
1: It was very hard. It was all right. So we had seven guys in a three-bedroom apartment and it was two per uh, room and then one person I slept on the couch and it got to the point to where they said that they were only going to give us 70 euros 70 euros for uh, the whole week and which for groceries which that didn't even last a uh, day or two and so me not having a financial situation where I can do this on my own. And I have to ask my parents, you know, and you know, they're struggling as well financially. So it was hard for me to, you know, keep asking them for money so I can, so I can eat. And then they also on their contract also promised transportation. Mm-hmm. And so they, they didn't fulfill that promise either. So we had to pay train tickets to go from an hour away from where we, to train from where we were living. Wow. Now. And, and then the, um, the players that were in the room didn't get along. There were some fights that happened there. It was just, it was all over the place. It was very crazy. Wow. I'll tell you that. Yeah. With. I remember. Um, no, no,
0: no, I was going to say, go ahead. I keep going.
1: Well, remember remember one time, um, this, uh, I, uh, I started cooking. And I used some tortillas, and there were like two left. And I used them, and then I, I fed up to another friend, and uh, one of these, one of this Argentinian guy, they were his, but I didn't know at the time. And so he got a little upset and asking who ate the tortillas and whatnot. And the dude, um, his name was Jim. He uh, he took the fault for it, even though it was my fault. And then they're the reason why they got into the fight and whatnot, just over tortillas.
0: Wow. So you uh... got. <laughs> <laughs> You guys are over there trying to play sport and you end up just fighting over food.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was that it was that serious.
0: Um, so you had people from Argentina. What what was the what was the culture like in the dorm because you had obviously a, a bunch of other countrymen in there.
1: Yeah, um, there was one from Mexico, two from Argentina, two that were from North Carolina, and then one from Texas, but he's originally from Nigeria. Okay. So the culture there was very diverse. Um, we got along playing FIFA and we got along on the pitch. But other than that, I mean, it was back and forth uh, discussions and like, you know, arguing over little small things. But in the beginning, it was it was very peaceful. And, you know, we got yeah. along. But then it slowly, started, I guess, uh, creeping up on us. And I guess it's because, you know, it's so compact there. There was a lot of us in there. I guess they just got on each other's nerves little by little. And so, eventually, it just blew up.
0: Yeah. Did you find, especially because you were paying your away, way, did you see advantages among, like, kind of like the pay-to-win players? Like, obviously, they came from some money or some huge amount of, like, uh, grant or something like that.
1: Kind of. Um, I know when the the coach, he, the head coach of the team was Argentinian, and – he would pay a lot of attention to his people, the Argentine mm-hmm. people. So guys that came over with that we were living with, he he knew their names, but he he didn't know a lot of our names. Well, he knew the he knew everybody's name except for like three people mm-hmm. in the, in that who lived with us in the apartment. And the names that he did not know was mine and uh, two other guys, one from North Carolina and then I think another one from Mexico. Okay. That player and then so I don't. That didn't hurt me as much, but the things that he didn't know my name is like I'm not getting the attention, and so I I, I try training even harder, you know, trying to, you know, trying to show myself out there, and it still didn't work, and so I'm not sure if it was because of bias or what, but I really didn't know why it was it was like that. I don't know if it was because politics, you know, yeah. how, how things are, yeah.
0: So I didn't, I didn't know. Was Christmas. that the reason why you ended up coming back home, or were there other reasons?
1: Um, That may be one reason. Uh, We we came back home for Christmas, and then we had to head back afterwards. And so when we head back afterwards, it was me and this player from North Carolina. We met up at the airport at Barcelona. And we, me and him were changing teams. Um, our, our agents set up something to change the teams. And so we get to Barcelona – we get to the, – the guy, the head coach of the team we're supposed to go with was supposed to pick us up, but he never mm-hmm. did. He sent us a message saying that, meet us at the train station. We get to the train station. We're a little bit late at the time, he said. And then I guess he gets mad and leaves. So we're there at the train station, not too long, like good five minutes because he sent a message we are there. He gets back. He greets us, uh, and we get in the car, and then he's, like, asking us some questions, and then he eventually asks us about some money that we don't know about some money about, um, paying more for the team. And we told him our agent said that we already covered that. And then that's when the expressions, his expression changes from happy, you know, to like serious huh. and he gets a little upset and then asking us why, uh, why we're supposed to pay this or that. And then we get to the apartment and then he has, he starts talking to us, asking like, look, if y'all don't pay this, y'all not going to be able to sleep here, this and that. And then, we call our managers. We're over here asking, why is this dude asking us for money? Our managers don't know why either. He tries talking to the managers. He's not cooperating. And then he gives us a, um, he tells us that we can stay there for three days, but he's going to have to, um, we're going to have to pay within those three days. And so I look at my friend and I tell him, and I look at the customer now. Nah, I'm not staying here. I'm not dealing with this right now. This is ugly bullshit. And so, uh, me and him pack our bags. We had, we walked back to the train station and go we back to the airport. And so we talked to our managers. I talked to my parents. The thing is to come back home. And so I, I had to stay at the airport Well, I forced myself to stay at the airport for three days, which is not a pleasant experience, but nonetheless, it, it did get me. Straight. Wow.
0: This sounds like a whole fiasco, man. This is like uh, like taken two vibes or something like that.
1: Yeah, man, it was, it was a variety that I will not forget.
0: Um, I know you recently came into an injury, is that correct? Yeah, are you still in yes, recovery?
1: Yes, I just had surgery June 1st, and right now I'm all in recovery. Got a huge brace on my knee. And what was it? So, so, what I did is I tore my ACL, okay. I slightly tore my MCL, and I strained my PC. Wow. So yeah, so the MCL was able to heal on its own. So is the PCL, but was not able to heal on its own is the ACL. It was a full rupture, so I had to get surgery to f- fix it up and get a new mm-hmm. ACL. Uh, right now, I'm in and the- this
0: this was kind of like the meat of what I was wanted. I wanted to talk about is you, you had you kind of had this build up with the soccer. Um, obviously, things didn't work out. Piece of shit, dude. Obviously, asking for more money than he needs. And then, you know, you're talking about with your podcast, you know, you wanted to end up on motivation. But then you you end up with this situation that we all end up kind of getting where it's like everything in life pumps its brakes and stops. So where where does your mind go now that you have like an injury, you're forced to stay still because you don't have soccer. Where does your mind go when the activity is gone?
1: Um, I look for more ways to better my game. So I look for techniques um, such as soccer mm-hmm. IQ, getting better to know where what position I'm supposed to be in during this time. Watching other players online, what are they supposed to be doing? Um, uh, techniques to maintain my stamina, even though I'm not able to run with breathing techniques, and also able to better my mind with books that I'm reading, like this book called mm-hmm. "Unleash the Mind" by Mark Devine. Trying to like toughen up your mental state, and you know, when things happen, what to do in that certain situation. And you know, I also do this meditating, I don't know what it's called, but like I meditate and I imagine me playing, like I'm physically there playing, and what to do in a certain situations. Okay, that's pretty cool. So, I mean, yeah, so I mean, even though I'm injured right now, I don't see myself not working on it. You know, there's a lot of people that think that once you're injured or you have to take a little break from it, or you know, do something else to get your mind off of it. But for me, I'm totally different. I'm like, I'm injured, but I can still get better, even though I can't really touch yeah, the
0: ball right now. For sure, I I can for myself talk as the the opposite of what you're doing because I felt there was a there was a two year, three year stint. There was a huge stint of time where I was known as the injured friend in my group of uh, people. I had meniscus tear after doing something stupid at like a wedding. And then one time I did, I was uh, doing something dumb at CrossFit, which always infuriates me whenever I talk about it, but I ended up tearing my labrum (laughs) on my left shoulder, front and back. And it was, it's one of those things where you, you start to like, what, what the hell am I doing? Like what, What what needs to change? There was like there was a point where you know I was like, am I if I not supposed to be fit? Like what the hell is this? So it's it's encouraging here that you've kind of taken that opposite because I there was a good point in my life where I was it was a big old piss party pity party on my end.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah, I mean it happened to me too. I mean, in high school, I was always injury prone, and I never knew why. Like I would always be the one that was working harder than everybody else, and 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 the Mm -hmm. one getting hurt. And then eventually I realized it's because I'm not focusing on my recovery. I'm not, you know, stretching. I'm not working on my mobility. I'm not trying to be, I'm not working on my flexibility. And so that's why it led to more injuries. And then, so that's, that's, the that's the way I see injuries is injuries happen because something wasn't yeah. working. And so you have to figure out why this happened. You know, I mean, sometimes the art- freaks accidents happen and that's all right, but that accident can also teach you what to do next time to avoid it
0: there's uh i can't remember the quote but like it's uh suffering is inevitable in life it's just you have to it's creating barriers that prevent the excessive suffering so like you're gonna have like pains and stuff in your sport but you can obviously take you know precautions with stretching and maintaining your body to the point where you're not your suffering isn't like a tear yeah um so oh, aside so you're doing you're doing so you're still you're still pursuing the soccer right okay, oh yeah, definitely I know recently you've been posting a lot um on like financial intelligence so like you're you're taking you're getting into stocks and bonds and playing the market. How has that been
1: it's, that's been a good ride actually um what I actually been doing is. I've been messing around with the foreign exchange market, which is a market that deals with currencies, trading currencies within currencies. So me trading the U.S. dollar with the euro or the U.S. dollar with the Canadian. Um, This is what the banks do to make their money. So I decided to get into it. And then right now, what it's teaching me is that there's easy ways to make money, but there's also ways you can lose a lot of money as well.
0: Have you yeah, no. I, I was gonna ask, um, what what was your was it the injury that kind of framed your mind with that or were you kind of like already on that active path of like reading books and
1: I was already on the active path. I mean, because of Joe and Podcast, you know, he's always like always um feed your mind, always learn, always be humble, be a sponge, absorb a lot of knowledge. So, I've been deciding to do the same. Um,
0: Hey, guys. So, we got to take a quick break so we can pay some bills. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors.
1: Yeah. um, I read um, Dave Ramsey's Total Money Makeover. I read also um, Rich Dad Poor Dad on what to do financially and whatnot. And so, I'm slowly, you know, even though I'm young, I want to be able to, you know, not have to worry about money. And so, I'm taking everything into account, you know, learning things trying to get better financially cuz there's this saying that, or this quote that I've seen online it said that just because you're born no being born in a poor family is not your fault but dying poor it, it is your fault. I think I pushed it a little bit but yeah, it, you know you, the gist is like that just because you're poor doesn't mean you have to die poor. You know you can take matters into your own hands and create something. You're better. not responsible
0: for your beginnings but you're responsible for your outcome. Oh yeah. Um. So, are you how? So, for me, I I am an active dabbler in many things. Is this something that I should be getting into now too? Is getting into stocks because I I'm I'm probably the biggest taste tester of things. I mean, I, I'm even doing this podcast as a taste test.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah, I say get into it. Um, go online, look up videos of what stocks are doing, what they are, how do they work, and what to do. Because with me, I had help yeah. with my family. So the stock I'm investing in right now is because my family are also getting into stocks. So I have that support group of and knowledge that we can share and you know, discuss. And um, but yeah, uh, a lot of also the knowledge I've been looking at is on, on YouTube. I mean, that's, and on Instagram. I mean, that's where I get a lot of information, what to do, what not to do, avoid mistakes, you know, all that.
0: That's true. I've yet, for me, it's been, uh, I don't want to say I've been like actively neglecting financial. Obviously, you don't want to say that because it's, you know, we need money. I've been on more, uh, oh my God, this sounds like hippie shit, but I've been doing like a lot of, uh, you know, philosophy looking at you know how we approach life i mean i just got done reading like american Gods, So you have the different ideas of theology and it's it's one of those things where like finances it's like i want to jump into it but then i'm like oh my god this is just another thing to add
1: <laughs> yeah i mean i think i've also not necessarily gone into philosophy like you have but i've also you know Have taken other cultures in consideration to how it's going to influence my life. Like, um, I think it was chakras. Looking into chakras, I don't know if that's Buddhism Uh, um, or not.
0: I believe it is. That sounds like uh, the Tibetan monks' chakra. Yeah, I think it is.
1: Yeah, I've been getting looking into those. Got really, I really found them really interesting. And um, also, you know ideologies such as like the way of life, how they think or how um, they see, they see life. And so, you know, I've been opening my mind to other possibilities, you know, what to think and whatnot. So, I mean, it doesn't hurt to look at uh, ways like that. I mean, it could expand your mind and see things or see situations in yeah. a different
0: way. Do you, cause you're, you're all about like the motivational quotes um, do you write yours, do whenever you see something that's of quality, do you write it down or is it just like something pops in your head and you're like, yes this is something that I need to remember
1: It's, it's usually both, I mean sometimes I uh, things pop in my head, say when I'm in the shower or like, you know, I'm about to fall asleep and something pops in my head and so okay, I write it down real quick before I go to bed and it's also, I see a very, very uh, good quote and so take a screenshot of it and then write it down and then post it. Okay.
0: So I know your, your Twitter is turned into like my secondary. Uh, it's one of those motivational pages. Like you, I hear nothing from your mouth. It's like basically all motivational quotes. And I'm like, well, what's David
1: doing? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm always doing the same thing. I'm always working on my craft. I mean, I don't know if that's interesting for some people. I know I'm, um, when I was on Snapchat, before my injury, I would, I started out the year, or even before when the year hit, I started out, you know, every day showing people what I do, train every day after work, and, like, to show them, like, if you really want something, you have to work for it, and then I stopped posting after my injury, and then, like, a few months later, a guy hit me up and asked me why I stopped posting, and I told him because of my injury, he was like, oh, okay, he's like, they're really inspirational, and I uh, I felt touched by it because I was like, I didn't think people were actually listening
0: yeah. or actually watching. I had a real, this is kind of unrelated motivation, but I was right when I was like prepping this podcast for you, um, I know you had the injury and I knew about like with, um, with how like soccer, your overseas was kind of like botched and kind of taking a, um, God, I can never remember where these quotes come from, but the uh, basically, if something's not working out for you, look into another direction. And I don't, I, I for one, I want to, I want to pair, I want to say this because I know how annoying it is when someone gives me an idea to how to like run my life. But I thought of this really cool thing mm-hmm. that if you ever wanted to like start, dude, you got my backing. You know how like Twitch is super in right now why why not because twitch numbers are out outnumbering like mls even like uh, nfl why not twitch stream like you and a bunch of your friends actually playing soccer and create this like community based team set to where you know everyone can have their team but they're watching y'all play soccer and then you can have like a season
1: I never thought of it like that. That actually sounds pretty
0: Because then all you would need is like maybe three cameras and then you just live stream it. You maybe not even three, you can do one. You just get that friend who just does the pan. But I instantly was like cause I was thinking, I was like, you always have these gatekeepers, which is what I hate is you have these gatekeepers of success. Like whenever you want to be a professional soccer player, you can only do MLS or World Cup. As opposed to like doing what everyone else is doing and thinking outside the box. Like you could start your own quote unquote pro team. It's just on live stream YouTube or live stream Twitch and you have an online community.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That actually, that actually sounds pretty cool. I never thought of it that way. And then
0: you basically become your own gatekeeper.
1: Yeah, that is
0: true. But yeah, that's, that's my problem As I come up with solutions for other people that can't solve my own problems.
1: I'm the same way. Like I give people good advice, but yeah, sometimes I don't. Take sure. I'm like,
0: it's uh it's definitely a struggle when you're trying to be trying to play catch up in this world of, um, uh, hyper sensationalism and like you have the Instagram models trying to be, uh influencers it's basically hard to be an influencer when you can't even influence yourself yeah um so leaving on a more positive note (laughs) what um because i know you're well read uh what like are three books that you think everyone should read
1: Three books. Um, number one, I do believe you should read Unbeatable Mind. That actually is a really good book, and it will help you with um, real life scenarios, what to do in situations, financially, um, to get a hold of your money and not be scared of your money. Um, total Money Total Money Makeover by Dam- Dave Ramsey. That one's a really good one. And if you want to, you know, be an
0: entrepreneur and think for yourself, uh, Rich okay. Dad Poor Dad. Okay. Yeah. I've read rich dad, poor dad. I haven't read Dave Ramsey, the other ones, but the
1: other ones. I'm not going to lie. I think those are the only three books. Okay. Well, (laughs) at least
0: it was three. (laughs) I would say if you want a frame of reference, um, books that I've really enjoyed because I've read a lot through this whole, uh, COVID thing. Um, the ones I really enjoyed were, um, the Art of Not Giving a Fuck. I've read that one twice now. Um, same author does another book. It's called Everything is Fucked. If you want to get into like a nihilistic point of view on the on society, read that. But then right after to kind of give yourself a little bit more hope, um, read Jordan Peterson's 12 Rules of Life. Those are pretty solid. Um and then like the Harry Potter series is pretty good too. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah, my, my brother has like every book. I think my sister does as well. But I never gotten into them. Oh, Bowling dude, you gotta awesome get
0: into movies. those books. Um <laughs> yeah. and then last but not least, what is one quote that you are living your life by? Obviously, you have very complex life and a massive amount of skill sets so like what is what is one quote that you're living by?
1: So right now since I am focusing on my mind alone there's one quote that I that does stand out to just me and it's that your mind is a very powerful tool believe that you can do it. Well, I like that.
0: Will. I like that. All right, David. Well, I'm going to thank you again for being on the pod. It's finally Happy to get a fellow podcaster on here, and we got to get you on again.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Just let me know.
0: And, uh, yeah. Um, so yeah. if anyone wants to check out David, he's got all of his motivational stuff on his Twitter, David O R. And then we've already established this. Me and him talked about this, but his Twitter handle right now is David O R zero eight five nine four four zero nine. He's probably the only one on the internet with that username, so it's easy to find. Uh, Instagram, you can find him at David O R underscore or underscore. And then his podcast again is David dot O. So just like Tosh point O David, again, thank you so much for being on the pod. Um, I, I think everyone's going to really love hearing your story. Um, especially, you know, the comeuppance of having a passion and going forward with it and having the dips and odds of other aspects of your life. So thank you again for being on. Guys, this was another episode of Cooler Conversations. Be sure to rate the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever the heck you're doing it. If you're not already, be sure to follow us on Instagram. It's Cooler Conversations. And then shout out to the 2% of my audience that's from Ireland. I do enjoy Guinness. Hope you guys have a great one. Later. Yay!